All right, pinkies. Guess what we're driving today, even though it's going to rain on us. Even though I spent three hours washing this car a while ago. We're going to take out the 911. Just doing a Costco run today. So, but I'm going to tell you about trees and firewood and RV batteries. We're going to talk about RV batteries today. <clears throat> um, you know, we've got a bunch of people. I'm in this new part of this neighborhood where uh, they're building a bunch of houses. Ooh, that was a tough shift there. And, um, you know, there's all these bros, douchebag construction workers. They're always yelling at each other. They're always like, can you just not talk like a normal person? Anyway, get a lot of that going on. There's all these machines going you know, excavators and thumpers, those things that compress the ground. So anyway, it's a bit annoying. But <laughs> one of the things about building houses is, you know, we're out in the country, everybody has a bunch of trees on their lot. And so I'm always on the hunt for firewood. <laughs> so if I can get firewood from across the street, then that's like a major bonus, right? So I'm always going over and nagging these guys who are cutting down trees and clearing the, the land. <clears throat> Can I, you know, what are you going to do with all that wood? <laughs> of course, everybody is like, oh, we're going to sell it for firewood. <laughs> um, or I'm going to take it to my house and use it. So, um, uh, you know, it's kind of really hard to get guys to give up their wood. <laughs> so... Uh, but I managed to get my hands on, um, uh, like, I don't know, maybe six little trees um, from uh, the, the most recent little felling procedure. And I got my name in on one more 50-footer uh, pine tree. So... Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm really stoked. <laughs> That's a 70 mile an hour dinger. We're in fifth gear, 3,400 RPMs. Just trying to pass Trucker Alex in a van cam Freightways truck. And my wheels are flat. My tires are flat. Oh, he's a smoker. Trucker Alex, why are you smoking? Um, <clears throat> so, uh, so now... You know, I'm a city boy. Oh, we got uh, what's going on with the radar detector. Uh, where's the kappas? Come on, kappas. Oh, okay. Um, now, being a city boy, I don't have a chainsaw. <laughs> and I've been... You know, I've been working Mr. Anderson over. I want to buy a chainsaw because we'll need it for wood. Because I spent zero dollars uh, in December to heat the house. Now in, uh, where is it? 
it was uh, December and January. I used, by the way, I think I used about two cords of wood all through the winter. That's about, you know, 60% of my woodshed, which is my dry wood. And now I gotta start filling it up again. Now I got another mm, cord and a half, maybe two cords, uh, sitting uh, under a tarp ready to be split and loaded into the woodshed. But you gotta keep this wood rotating, right? You want, you don't wanna burn fresh wood, so you wanna get good, get, get wood, buck it up, let it dry, and then, uh, you know, and then after a year, at least, you wanna, um, split that wood unless it's a certain type of wood I think birch trees are particularly nasty for splitting um, but anyway so I'm always on the hunt for wood <laughs> so I got now I got my hands on a pile of wood guy came and he just dumped a trailer full of wood into my backyard beside my woodshed and uh, it's all, you know, it's a bit of a mess. It's still got all the limbs on it and stuff like that. So I got to do some limbing. So I've been really nagging Mr. Anderson. We're going to need a chainsaw. And I want a good, like, a, I want a, like a good expensive Husqvarna. I want a 20 inch, at least a 20 inch chainsaw or a 22 inch chainsaw. Because I think that's the size of a chainsaw that we're going to want to have. The inch measurement is the length of the blade of the chainsaw. So if you have a 20 inch chainsaw, uh, you know, you would be able to, you know, that, that's how long the, the, the blade is. Um, and they say like the, the, the size of the tree that you can cut with a particular chainsaw is about 75% of the length of the blade. So. You, just because you have a 20-inch chainsaw, you can't really cut a 20-inch tree, though you could try. Um, it should be more like a 15 or 16-inch tree. All right, well, you know, Mr. Anderson, he's very frugal, and he's very resistant to spending money. <laughs> so I, he wouldn't let me buy a 20-inch chainsaw for $700 or $800. We've got this 18-inch chainsaw, for $275. Now let me tell you, this chainsaw is like a baby's toy. <laughs> you know, like your Fisher Price <laughs> chainsaw. It's gas powered. Uh, it has an 18 inch blade, but it's so tiny. I'm telling you, I just know that this chain, 45cc engine. Um, so, you know, I just know this chainsaw is going to be a struggle uh, but for now it's great because you know my wood is I uh, you know I my, my, my largest tree that I just got dumped on me here is like maybe 10 inches at the base so um, in diameter that is so my little chainsaw will be, ha will be able to handle it and it'll be a nice small chainsaw to wield around for limbing trees you know cutting off the the bushy parts of the tree and uh, I'm sure it will work. Uh, but once we go out, if we're going to go wood hunting, um, I just know we're going to want a bigger, more powerful, longer chainsaw. 
Anyway, so I'm looking forward to uh, sparking up the chainsaw. You know, I've only used a chainsaw three or four times in my life, so uh, it is also kind of smart to start small, I think, with a chainsaw, get to know how they work, um, develop some good uh, practices. The book that came with the chainsaw is very, very um, helpful. It gives you all kinds of good uh, training about the proper way to chop down a tree and to buck a tree and to do the limbing and all that kind of stuff. So it's a very helpful little book. My gas, I need gas today. Uh, 182.9 at my little closest little gas station. 182.9 per liter for regular. Um, in the city, it's like 184. I think that's probably a good price. We'll probably stop there on the way back from Costco and buy some fuel there because that's cheaper. So, uh, tree chopping adventures to come. <laughs> now, the other exciting thing is, as I told you in the last episode, we're going to be going on some RV trips. And uh, when you go on an RV trip, you have a uh, what's called a house battery in, in uh, common, common um, uh, parlance is a house battery which is a 12 volt battery which powers all of your accessories when you are not plugged into shore power which is the 120 volt so our RV which is now from 2017 um, which is 5 years old now I guess um I mean, they gave us a new battery when we bought it in 2019, so that battery's three years old. But I have really abused that battery. I have uh, drained it a couple times now, so that's the worst thing you can do to a battery is draw it down to 0% charge. Um, and I've done that a couple times, so I've always known this battery is on the outs. Now, this is a standard... Uh, 12 volt lead acid battery now when you get into RVing when you folks when you RV folks become RV maniacs like Casey in Denver you're very often going to want to upgrade your battery system and there's two sort of common there's three uh, battery systems that you could use you could use uh, the lead acid battery it's the cheapest that's what they put on these things from factory because they're cheap and the factories don't want to invest any money, right? Buy it, uh, build it as cheaply as possible and get it out the door. So we get this cheap ass lead acid low capacity battery. <clears throat> um, I think mine is an 85 amp hour. We'll get into that later. Or you could go to an AGM. Um, an, uh, AGM stands for amalgamated glass mat. Uh, which is just a, a different type of technology with the electrolyte and stuff and they're very expensive um, and they have their own pros and cons or you can go to a lithium battery and of course the lithium battery is the best because you can actually drain a lithium battery down to zero but they're extremely expensive okay so uh, we have uh, I, I just purchased a hundred a 100 amp hour lead acid battery um, for $200 you can get an AGM lead 
an AGM battery, advanced glass mat battery, 100 amp hours for $400, $350 to $400. Or you can get a 100 amp hour lithium battery for about $1,000. So let's talk about these different, um, the, the, the pros and cons of each of these things. Now the the lead acid battery is cheapest because it's the it's the dumbest it's it's the it's not super good technology and the problem with the lead acid battery is that you can actually only draw down the power of your lead acid battery to about 50% of its capacity anything after that you're if you draw down more than 50% you're ruining your battery which is what I did um, so even though you may have a 100 amp hour battery, you're only really going to be able to get 50 amp hours out of it. Now let's just talk about amp hours for a moment. An amp hour is a measurement over time of the draw of the energy coming off the battery. So let's take for instance you have a fridge, you have a fridge that runs in your, um, in your RV. Typically a fridge will take about 3 amp hours of uh, draw off of the battery to, in order to operate. So um, if you have a 100 amp hour battery, you can feasibly uh, draw, you know, uh, at three amps per hour, you would have, um, uh, how long would it take to go through three amp hours, 100 amp hours, 30, 99 divided by three is, 33 so on a hundred amp hour battery you can run your three amp hour fridge for 33 hours feasibly except everybody knows you can't because you can really only run it for run your battery down to 50 amp hours so three amp hours would uh, you know gives you like 15 hours right until you hit the 50 amp hour mark and then you got to start charging your battery up again all right so so there's a drawback of the lead acid battery. Its capacity is really only half of what the rating on it is, right? On a 100 amp hour AGM battery, advanced glass mat battery, you can draw your power down um, to like 40%, I think. Maybe 30% if you really want to push it. But they, they recommend, you know, so you're not getting a whole lot more. So you really only have in an, a, a 100 hour amp, 100 amp hour glass mat, you really only have maybe 70 amp hours of viable energy. But in a lithium battery, you can draw the power down all the way to zero. Uh, so you have a full 100 amp hours of power. So then you have to weigh how much amp hours am I going to draw in a say overnight uh, before the charging the solar charger system kicks in and starts refilling that battery up with energy in the d during the daytime how much can I you know what am I going to use so this is when you need to consider do I want 50 amp hours 70 amp hours or 100 amp hours um, the other problem is that my RV came from the factory with the basic, you know, the most basic charging system, uh, which, which will, 
which is really designed to charge a lead acid battery. Now, every one of these different types of batteries have different uh, different power requirements. So, a lead acid battery likes to be charged at about 13.6 volts, I think, or 13.3 volts, 13.2, something like that. An AGM, advanced glass mat battery, likes to be charged at 13.6, and, a, and a, a lithium battery likes to be charged at 14.4, or something like that. So, in order to go to one of these different battery technologies, I also need to upgrade my battery charger. This is the charger that, that, is, that turns on when I'm plugged into shore power. It's called a converter. So those things can range from $300 to $500, depending on which style of battery you, you want. Some of them are programmable. Mine is not. It's just the cheap junk that they throw into these RVs. So I'd have to invest not only in a much more expensive battery, but also a, a much more expensive battery charging system. So the simple task of upgrading my battery system now turns into a complicated task of upgrading my battery system. So because we are really only experimenting with boondocking for three or four days at a time, we decided that we're not going, going to invest a lot of money in a new battery and charging system. We're just going to replace the dead battery <laughs> that we had with a, with a relatively good um, 100 amp hour battery. Um, and we'll see how much we actually use our battery system, see how much we draw it down over a typical night's sitting around in the campground, you know, or wherever you're camping. Um, uh, and we'll still so take it, we we'll, may change up next year. So there's my overly explained um, research into RV batteries. Uh, there's the 70 mile an hour dinger. I'm pretty much on the freeway portion of my drive to Costco now, so I'm going to, I'll sign off for now and and uh, spare you the pain of driving on the freeway and talking really loud. Thank you for listening. I am the Fade Driver. This podcast is part of the Pride 48 network of LGBTQ and LGBTQ friendly podcasts. I've got a cloud of dust to drive through here because it looks like they're still cleaning the goddamn sand off the roads here at the end of April, the last week of April. Oh my God. Ugh. Um, uh, you can find more <laughs> LGBTQ friendly podcasts at pride48.com. You can email me with your RV and your car questions to podcast at pinkwheelnuts.com. Thanks for listening.